Welcome to the Fabric Podcast, where we explore company culture and how it scales as a company grows. Brought to you by the team at The Receptionist, a bootstrapped Denver-based software company. Each episode of Fabric will set out to uncover unique and uncommon answers to the question, how do companies of any size create a culture and core values that employees actually live out? On the Fabric Podcast, we've talked a lot about hiring, how we hire, new hires, meet the team. We've talked a lot about how we work with scalability solutions. And today we have Lila Blonner on the show. She's a team growth strategist and founder at Scalability Solutions. And she and I talk all about culture fit, how you hire for that, how we really make sure we get the right candidates. And if you're ever interested in working for the receptionist, there are a lot of hints and great information on this episode. And if you're looking to hire new employees, we've got lots of great insight from Lila as well. So stick around and enjoy. Lila, I am so excited to have you on the podcast. Your name has come up so many times in our episodes. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I feel like I already know you. I know. This is so fun. So first of all, tell us a little bit about Scalability Solutions. Well, we partner with our clients to build happy, successful teams with phenomenal retention. And we either provide them with all the tools and training they need to make fantastic hires themselves, or we do the work for them. And in the receptionist case, it's kind of a hybrid between those two models. Awesome. Well, we have brought on some fantastic team members working with you, which we're going to talk a little bit about today. But describe a little bit more about your background and how you actually came to connect with Andy Alsop, our founder and CEO here at The Receptionist. Well, it's interesting. I actually spent most of my career on the client side of the fence. So at my last job, I was head of project management for a very fast-growing software development company. We grew from eight to 200 people in four years. And I had amazing team members. My clients commented on it all the time, and they would be like, where did you get them? And I thought, well, it's not the Cabbage Patch. I had a really comprehensive process. Um, I go deep in my vetting. And I needed, you know, those team members were great and had great retention, but it took so much of my time when I was trying to do my regular job to do that deep vetting of those of those team members. And I needed a company that could do that deep vetting for me. And I could not find one. So I left my job to create that. And I think I just got really, really lucky from the very beginning with amazing clients. And so I haven't done any sales or marketing. All of my clients have come from referrals from other clients to this point. Um, And one of my clients, Carl Becker, he had a different company back then, the Carruthers Group, that had the receptionist as a client. I think they've talked about them in the past. Um, uh, he now has a great company called Improving Sales Performance. But he he had gotten a few great hires from us. And he told Andy, hey, you gotta, you, you guys should meet. I think you, you get along. So I met with Andy and it was just kind of this instant connection. I felt like, I think we both felt really aligned in our values and I could tell how, it, he, it was just so clear that he really got the importance of a great hire and the pain of the wrong hire. And so I think it felt like a real no-brainer to work together. Absolutely. Yeah. Andy has shared on past episodes about hiring the wrong people and why it's important to um, hire slow and fire fast. And ideally, you don't get yourself into a situation where you need to fire anybody. So um, yeah, the hiring process is something 
we take very seriously here. And you have really added a lot to that, which is fantastic. So from your view as a team growth strategist, what's been different or unique about watching the receptionist's growth? Well, what I love about the receptionist growth is that no matter how fast the company grows, we all keep that same level of care about the right hire. So when I first started working with them, it was six people, I think. And now I'm losing count because it's it's happening so fast, but I think yeah. we're at 16, 18 people, something like that. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be at 40 by the end of next year, probably. Um, so uh, most companies, when they start growing that fast, they're desperate and they hire out of desperation and they're just looking for warm bodies and they really lose their culture, their focus on culture fit or making sure that they're hiring people that are actually set up for success. And we know the value by we, I mean, scalability solutions and the receptionist equally. We're, we're kind of a unified front there and we refuse to lose that level of care no matter how fast the growth. Yeah, absolutely. Let's back up just a little bit. Will you share a little bit of the process that we go through just so our listeners kind of understand what you do and then when you hand off and how you hand off to us? Absolutely. So um, with different clients, the process is different. Like I said, they the receptionist we work with kind of a hybrid model. So what we do is we're screening out, we're, we're looking at the online applications. When candidates submit resumes, we ask them to answer some online questions and those, those answers really matter. So we're reviewing hundreds of those and, uh, and then um, we are just moving forward the ones that, that really feel like great fits. And then we have uh, our long phone screen. It could be five minutes, but if it feels really aligned and like a great, great fit, um, we'll conduct an hour long phone screen and um, we'll dive as deep as we can in that one hour. And that way, and at that, at that point, if it feels like a great fit, we'll move them on to speak with the hiring manager at the receptionist. And um, uh, that way, the hiring manager is only spending their time on the candidates that actually will be uh, a good good chance of of being a great fit. From there, if the hiring manager is excited, the candidate's excited, they're both aligned. The hiring manager will bounce the candidate back to us, and will facilitate a simulation that we've built that closely mimics what the candidate would experience on the job. Part of that is so that we can make sure that candidates actually have the right skills. Um, just because someone has experience and speaks well about it in an interview doesn't mean they're good at it. Um, and sometimes people without experience are great because they have transferable skills and that allows us to see it. It also allows the candidate to decide whether they would actually like the role. They get to see it much more in depth um, and, and try it out. Um, and then if, depending on how that goes, they'll go to the receptionist next in person, usually, and um, have a panel interview with um, several key team members. Yeah, and I, I love um, how you just sort of laid that out and one thing that always stands out to me when we talk about the simulation is it's for both parties. It's not just for us here at the receptionist to see if this person is a good fit. It's for the candidate as well to understand the role and see if they would like to be here because that's so important to us. Exactly. 
great candidates usually have their choice of companies. And um, we want to make sure that they have the opportunity to really vet the receptionist deeply and make an informed decision about whether it's, it's an opportunity where they could actually get excited in the morning to start work. Absolutely. So culture is something that we are so passionate about and so clear on our values. And so oftentimes um, that person who is excited about working with us is really aligned with our culture and our values. So when we started working with you, when did you really get it when it came to understanding our culture and the need to find that right person or that right fit for the receptionist? Yep. Um, from the very beginning. So I will not start talking to candidates unless, or I, I should say we, I keep saying I, it's we, um, we will not start talking, speaking with candidates until we get the culture really deeply. In other words, we feel like we can embody it and until we get the, the role really well. So we will spend tons of time, a day or two, speaking with all the people that are going to interact with the person who will be hired as well as actually shadowing people on the job and doing doing our own secondary research as well. That's for us to be able to vet candidates, but it's also, again, so we can represent the receptionist and, and the role well so candidates can make an informed decision. Right. And so then once you have that good understanding of culture in general, and especially for us at the receptionist, the clarity on our values, how do you then recruit for culture? Yeah, we do this in several ways. So. It starts at the very beginning, that initial application. Um, you know, every interaction is kind of a representation of how someone is going to show up on the job. And I am a big data geek and <laughs> uh, a little analytical, pretty analytical. And so I conducted a study of the first 86 hires that, that we made with, with, the scale, with scalability solutions um, across a broad range of candidates and roles. And there is an unbelievably strong correlation between great answers on the online application and great hires. So if they've been thoughtful in their answers, their answers really align well with, with the values um, the receptionist summarizes their values in an acronym called FABRIC, which, which you've done many podcasts about. Yep. And that stands for fun, authentic, bold, respectful, innovative, collaborative. So do those, those online answers really reflect um, FABRIC? Um, and do they have some good answers about the, the role itself? And then from there, in the interview, we're looking for all those things. So you know, if I were to go with each of the letters um, uh, for fun, are they, are they, you know, um, uh, too serious or, or are they enjoyable to, to speak with? Is it easy to make a connection with them? You know, we keep in mind that some people might be nervous and, right. and certain roles, um, that's okay. Um, but, but we're looking for that authentic. If we feel like they're giving canned interview answers, um, and, and not really being there themselves. Um, we don't want to hear what they think we want to hear. We want to hear what's true for them. And so um, that authenticity in our conversations is super important. For Bold, do they talk about making mistakes? You know, I have had a couple candidates 
not be able to give me a mistake that they've made on the job. And that that's that's unfortunate. Mistakes are a great thing. So, you know, are they able to talk about how they learned from it, how they grew from it, um, and how they use that to really, you know, um, uh, embody continuous improvement for respectful. I want to know that they're going to be just as, as polite and friendly and kind to the person at the front desk at industry um, as they are to Andy, the president. Um, and uh, for innovative, are they talking about great ideas that they've had that they implemented or wanted to implement? Um, uh, and for collaborative, are they talking about doing things out, outside of their job description or helping their team members or how they were really, are they really service mindset? Um, do, do they get synergy from working with others? So those are just a few of the ways, um, examples of, of what I'm looking for. And then the simulation, we talked about how, how um, you know, that's, that's so we can see that they'll do the job well and so that they can experience the job and decide that they like it. But there's a third reason we do the simulation. We can also see how they live fabric and the little things they do on the job. So for an example, and I'll give a cheat sheet to, to BDR candidates um, for the BDR role, business development representative, um, they're chatting with mock, mock leads through a variety of, of formats, uh, chat and email and phone. And how they chat with those mock leads gives us really great insight into how they embody fabric. So are they, are they fun? Are they um, just making up answers to get a sale uh, that are actually not correct? Um, or are they authentic? Um, uh, so those are just, just a, a couple of the ways. And then when we pass the candidate on to the receptionist for that team interview, they're looking for all of those things. Again, we're just, we make sure that we're completely in alignment and a unified front and looking for the exact same things. Absolutely. Well, one of the things I have been struck by having, you know, hosted this podcast for quite a while and having all of our new hires on at some point is how every time they just, they fit in and it feels like they've been here for so long. And it started with, you know, Tom Foster, the director of sales, when he finally came on after taking so long to find someone for that position, he just felt like the perfect fit. And then from there on out, each new hire, it's like, they've been here for so long. And I think that speaks volumes to the process, to how well they're vetted, to the questions we ask, the simulations that everyone just comes in and they're just up and running as a member of this team. That's right. That's right. And that's, that's so much fun. Um, you know, there's a logical, a, a logic aspect to it. So, you know, we'll come back to the interview transcript. We always share the interview transcripts with our clients. Um, and uh, we'll go back and we look at every single answer that the candidate gave, because you always see stuff a couple days later that you don't see. Um, uh, and every interaction in the simulation and emails and stuff. Um, so, and then we'll pull that out. We'll make a list of everything that makes the candidate a potential great fit and, and all of the concerns that we have. Um, that's a little bit of an intellectual exercise. And that is really important from a logic and analytical standpoint. And I also, there's, there's a real intuition aspect of it. So I always get this very deep gut feeling when we have the one 
Um, I just, I remember the moment that I was talking with, with Tom or Kaylee or, you know, any of the hires. Um, it, it, it's just this deep gut feeling that's almost like this overwhelming enthusiasm that it, that's hard to describe. And I, I just know that they're the one. And then I'll usually call and I'll be like, Tom, Tom, Tom. <laughs> and then he gets excited as well because he's so enthusiastic. So it's just, it's just so fun when you have those moments. Absolutely. So yeah, we've, we've brought on quite a few new hires and we're going to continue that growth into next year. So when, when a company is scaling, how do we make sure we continue to hire for the right fit and adjust during this time of bigger growth? Yeah. And something that I, you know, something that I think is really remarkable is with all that growth going from six to 16 or 18 people in a few years. So it's been a few years since, since we started doing this, every single one of those hires is still with the receptionist and thriving, um, which is really unheard of. It speaks a lot Mm -hmm. to the leadership. Um, We want to make sure we keep that. So what's really, really important is that we continue to keep that care and we're all aligned on, on, on the importance of that. So no matter how, how big the company gets, how fast we grow, we're going to keep that same diligence, due diligence, you know, which is a service both to the receptionist and its team, as well as the candidates. Absolutely. I love how, as we've gone through this, we've given a lot of very strong hints for how to do well (laughs) in our hiring process. However, you know, I think even with all this information, it really comes back to who the person is and their values and how that aligns. So I think even with, with all this great information, it's going to help the right person or people soar. And if they're not quite the right fit, it's still not going to work out, but we look forward to and and something that's fun is if if they're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance that that um, they're going to be a great candidate for the receptionist because everyone that's been hired has really done a lot of homework. Um, they've done the research and and they're excited about it. And and if they weren't um, aligned with the values, they wouldn't have been excited enough to listen to these podcasts. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're a potential candidate for the receptionist, you're already ahead of the game. Yeah. I know it really, it is amazing how much care and time and effort our current team members went through to get their current position. And I don't think for any of them, it was because, oh, I feel like I need to do this. It's, I want to do this. I'm excited about the company and this is what I want to do to understand it and to put myself in a good position to, to get this role. And we're excited about all, all the team members that, that we have with us. So thank you for that. Oh, no, it's, it's my pleasure. Nothing makes my day more. Um, when they're excited, I get so excited. So um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So before we finish up, any final thoughts for our listeners when it comes to hiring new employees or team members? Yeah. And I, I, I'm sure this will be a shock from what I've already said, but <laughs> the wrong hire is worse than no hire and the right hire pays off a hundredfold. Um, you know, that investment in people and, and the process, the hiring process is, you know, people are our most valuable asset. Um, and doing that due diligence to make sure both parties are making the right decision. You know, the hiring manager and the, and the new hire should wake up 
excited to start their day because it's that great of a fit. Um, you know, such a massive percentage of of people in this country don't love their jobs. And I just think that's unfortunate because we spend so much time at it. So, you know, I would just say do that due diligence. It's it's a, a lift on the front, but you'll you'll spend so much more time rehiring the wrong person and 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 retraining that wrong person that it just makes good sense. It's the the efficient way to go is to spend that time on the hiring process. And 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 it's possible to make it actually fun. Absolutely. Well, we have enjoyed the process of bringing on our new team members and working with you and scalability solutions. So thank you so much for what you do for us on an ongoing basis and for being on the podcast today. It's, it's truly my pleasure. Like I said, it was so much fun to get to know you. And um, uh, I felt like I already knew you. And I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity to get to talk about this, the stuff that is just so fun for me. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Lila. We appreciate it. Thank you. It was so good to have Lila on the show after talking about our hiring process on so many different episodes. If you'd like to learn more about what she does, visit scalability-solutions.com. And if you want to know more about what we're hiring for currently, visit our careers page at thereceptionist.com, where you can also find a two-week free trial, no credit card required, of our visitor management system.